Hey everyone, hope you're good. So after the last episode, we left the conversation off of where we could possibly go next after the protests, what kind of ideas we can put out there. So we pick up the conversation exactly at this point. Let's get into it. I, ideally, I do not want black history taught in schools. That's not, that, that's not the end goal for me. Mm. Because if the, the same people who are teaching that history are the same people who were the ones who kept it out of the education system in the first place, Come on. then they will, give us, they will give us um, the tokens that they need to be able to say, see, you've got your black history now. This is what we're giving you. Like, as, as, as someone said to me on my Facebook, if you don't like it, here, go back where you came from. Like that, that is, that is the, the limit of what I'm expecting from the system to change. There's a, a friend of mine works for a large organization, British organization, um, mm, that's international. Yeah. Um, they put together a diversity panel, um, to be able to include people from all walks of life in the senior leadership, um, conversations. Um, and the people that they put on that diversity panel, yes, there were some, quote unquote black faces in there. There were some quote unquote Indian people in there. Um the I but the people that they picked was what I would call acceptably black. And I read I use that term because I No, we all know what that term that means, I, mate. Yeah, so I, I would consider that I have been fortunate, quote unquote fortunate enough to be considered to be acceptably black yeah. in many instances um because of various things. Um but these people were considered to be acceptably black and, and in fact everyone who was um part of the this panel was kind of already in a senior leadership position anyway so they would have been part of this conversation anyway the, the people who'd already reached that they'd already broken through that glass ceiling mm. and that is that is to me shows the systemic levels there so they're like okay at the moment black lives matter was kind of popular so let's see if we can just like placate that while get, giving you guys some little crumbs of mm -hmm. what he like you have some people who are part of this now you can't complain anymore because it's now it's now fair, mm, mm, and that's no. why that's why for me, I'm not trying to change the, the opinions of other people. I'm not trying to change how I what I want is give us our money back. Let us do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's weird because like it's just you know watch Game of Thrones, Alex. But um, I miss but um um it's that that's like that quote um really where she says at the wheel like how do you fix the wheel and she's like it's about probably about breaking the wheel completely like I was like because the whole system is effed. The thing is, the problem I have is, is that you have an ethical, arguably legal and even a moral argument for all of the above. But this is where I come back to. I'm not trying to plug my last podcast with my thoughts on this, but like literally is like will it ever change because in a way in in, in essence you, you can fight you're, you're fighting against a system yeah and asking that system to hold itself accountable um to its past crimes and i just don't know if that will ever happen i i, I know don't be wrong i don't that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you don't fight for it so ultimately you know, in a reverse way i think this is my ideology and i'm, and I'm please happy to be educated on this but my my, my ideology is it would have to be, uh, in a way, what this protest is showing for me a little bit, across the world a little bit, right, is that, in a way, sometimes, mob justice works. 
Like, and, and in terms of like, I, I like the phrase mob justice, etc. but you see everyone's upset at everything. You see all the fuss and all the noise and all the, the furore has come out as a result of that. People, like, actions have then been taken as a result of that. If no one is protesting, no one's going around, I don't think we're getting the action in terms of, so I could, I'm just, and I'm just literally talking about on a basic level of getting them wanna, mad. I just want to jump in there quickly and say that I, I, I'm so glad you backtracked on the mob justice because that is a the way they see us kind of thing and actually that's what they would call us when actually all it is is um it's collectively uniting under yes. one cause yes and I, but then also i would agree but i also say but I, I, and i would agree with that shay as well that i'm not trying to fulfill it perpetuate stereotype but i also would say that perpetu- that stereotype will exist anyway so for example i would say so my reaction to the protest is this actually even going back even to the answer that i use the phrase mob justice to a degree but it's not just but i'm using that term but i'll get back to there but literally what i'm saying is that if you look at um the protest yesterday obviously i, I didn't go myself but i know from a very few that i've got it was a majority peaceful protest yeah for, for all bar what half an hour when one man one woman tried to ride into like the horse of the apocalypse and try to run out run, run around this do foolishness yeah? I, you know what that's your business isn't it yeah but what is the what is the, the media narrative been then since then what is the narrative um someone's pulled down a statue a figure of oppression instead of um um edward colston whatever taken thrown into the river but a priest wants to come on and say that's vandalism and thuggery and and bo- and people are upset about um someone writing something on winston churchill's statue, statue. I have a question, um, and it's just a question. What what makes peaceful protests better than non peaceful protests? No, I don't. I think everything has its place. I just think the word mob makes them think of. Um, it's... No, I'm not saying about the word mob. I'm oh, saying, okay, like, cool. Like they talk about like talk about this this protest was peaceful. Like being a peaceful protest is equated with being a good protest, right? But if it's not peaceful, then it's not a good one. No. That, yeah, what was that? that? Do you know what? Furthermore, do you know what? Do you know, do you know what? Do you ask the question? Nothing. I think oh, there's no. a thing. Protest it's, by its definition is It's uh, defiant. It's destructive. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, and do you know what? What's that stupid one? Because I don't care about the environment. I don't know. Shoot me now. I want my plastic straws back. Basically, was that, what was that one? Um, the, the one where the, where the kids went mad? What was that? Was that GD? What was that one again? Someone help me out here, man. The one where the kids, it was recently, but, it was uh, where the kids jumped on the tube, the tubes and mash up, and everyone got crazy. It was all the young people. Uh, it was it was, eco- it was an ecological thing, wasn't it? No one really cares about it here, do they? Anyway, it doesn't matter. That protest, whoever's listening, where people school protesting for the environment, protesting for the environment, that was a mad one. But people went absolutely crazy. And by the definition, protest is meant to be like that. But ultimately, people respond to the noise because. Of, of, as a result, I mean, if you look at if you're looking at if you're looking at the inception of this issue, George Floyd, the, the, I mean, they've been charged, they haven't been convicted by their people. They watch that very carefully. I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting. Because yeah, I like don't get twisted again. That because that could be a placation. Yeah, but in terms of like they were convicted and some of the charges were upgraded. Um, in terms of Ahmad Aubrey as well, I think they were finally arrested after about about what ten days or so. So like we we see the effectiveness of that. So to bring that forward to a degree, to, to kind of like instigate the ideology of maybe having some kind of reparations or having some kind of, um, well, to be fair, well, reparation justice in terms of that. I wonder if we have to take action economically to cause a bit more pain, a bit more discomfort. Because I guess, do you know what? I, I, someone said something, right? Power is never given to you. It's never given, it's seized. And if you look... And if you look throughout history, yeah, no one's like, all right, guys, you know, I really think it's a good idea if I um, implement my civilized ideas onto your country. Now you take it. And this, this is a country 
I, I can't ask for speechless more, far more eloquently than I can. I love this, him. I mean, for his shut mind. up, Dwayne. Let's, uh, let's uh, keep it uh, moving. <laughs> okay, but no, but like, but no, but on a level, now he's a G though. But he's been eloquently of the whole element of the great British Empire, which, <laughs> which Alex again has got. Again, Alex, you, Alex, you got bare quotables, by the way. Yeah, you do, I think you made a quote about this already. But literally about the tea from from India, etc. But literally, the the empire is born of oppression, born of um, colonization, all of that stuff. The biggest export, the biggest export from the UK is violence and racism. Thank you. That's a fact. That is that is what they have. And yeah. and as um as brother Malcolm said, like when I say it coming here, it's like chickens coming home to roost. And that's mm-hmm. right. And that's that's never made any farmer sad seeing chickens come home to roost. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, um I feel like as you said, protest is inherently disruptive. Um and all I would even go further to say that if the protests are acceptable by the people you're protesting against, then you're not protesting. Come on, soundbite. Soundbite like, right there. I don't think I, it means they have no power, though. I think, I, think, I think the whole point of you protesting is for change. So if they suddenly start to get it and change starts to happen, then that doesn't suddenly mean, well, now... No, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying oh, about okay. that. But if, they're, if they're like, um, well, it's okay for you to protest, but can you only protest... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, please protest on a Thursday between eight and nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's on the weekend because we have work on Monday. So, (laughs) then that's not a protest. But put it this way: I, you will hear. I've heard. (laughs) I'm not calling anyone out. I've heard black celebrities do it, do it. (laughs) Celebrities, they're the proper forum. Black celebrities from the UK. Um, talking about and denouncing the violence and the rioters, and then quoting do they box? Martin Luther King. Huh? Do, do they box these celebrities by any chance? I don't know. I don't. I don't watch celebrity news. I don't even know what they do. Um, <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then quoting Martin Luther King. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me explain. Not for you guys, because I'm sure you guys you know about it. For people who listen, who may not know, that Martin Luther King died a violent death yep. at the hands of the people that he was being. In peaceful, peacefully protesting against. Mm-hmm. Six in the next six days after he was murdered, there were 110 riots in the U.S. in different cities. Yeah. On the sixth day, they passed the 1968 Civil Rights Act. Mm. Now, mm. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not short-sighted enough to say that the riots were the only cause of the of the change that was made. I would say I probably it's more nuanced than that, and I'd probably say that. It's a combination of the things that Martin Luther King exposed during his life, but also the violence that happened after his death mm-hmm. contributed to that change. So, yeah. yes, there is a place. And that's why I say two, two things can be true at the same time. <laughs> I understand. I, and so, I think there's a place for peaceful protesting, and I think there's a place for hands on protesting. I, I'm not going to lie. I think. And yeah. I would say that the decision, the decision is. As, as that, that meme says, it's above me now. Like, it's not my decision. The decision is that in the hands of the people who are there to make, who can make the change. If you, want, mm. if you make the change when we're protesting peacefully, then there won't be any non-peaceful protests. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think, you, do you know what? I think, I think you need an escalation of the two. I think you need an escalation of the two. I, like, like, sorry, combination though. Like, I think you start off, I think, I, I, I tell you what I think happens, right? And this, this is my opinion and, and, and this is just whatever. I think you start off initially peacefully. I think you start off, because um, um, I think people 
it's, it's easier to unify people in that way. I think a united front is important because I think, don't get twisted, as much as I am not saying we need anyone else to empower us, it does strengthen the message when there's an element of unity. It does strengthen the message when it's not just happening in the UK, it's just happening in America, it's, it's happening in flipping, I saw it's happening in New Zealand and Australia and, and um, all over the gap, like all over the world this is happening. And also it's a mixture of faces. I think that definitely does help as well. I do also help though that people understand that they understand that there's anger and frustration. It ain't some kumbaya thing. Like it, it, it needs to be like, nah, we're actually we actually are hurt by this. We're we're angered by this. Um, because I would have, and also, do you know, what? I'm gonna be honest with you, right? Uh, and do you know what helps as well? When the, when the violence gets when the violence uh, or riots kick out from the protests, you see the images that go around the world that puts in pressure. Same thing with apartheid, right? I think in terms of when I think they were protesting for time, but when the images start going around, the police brutality going around. The same thing with the civil war. Those images, the famous images with the water hoses and stuff that go around the world as well. It also, it also then what happens, Alex? It applies economic pressure around the countries around the world as well, and that's also how some of that. I mean, that's that's again. There's a lot of nuance to that, but again, economics always always plays a factor plays plays a factor so that's why i kind of think why i think we kind of we kind of mentioned what's next um so i i think the next i've saw this thing that i don't i don't know what day it is now this is really bad but i think there's i think the 27th of of june they're talking about this black pound thursday or something like that do do you alex do you know about this no i haven't seen the the uk one i know that there's a blackout on the 7th of july in america Mm. I thought we just had a blackout. It wasn't yesterday a blackout. No, blackout. economic, economic one, economic. Oh, one, okay. And is is that, is that same in America? Economic one in America as well. Oh, yeah, the one in America is uh, on seventh of July that they um not no black people spend any money on anything. Because uh, I actually wouldn't even go on better and say we don't spend it on anything, but we just literally spend it on black businesses. I would say not to spend it on anything, just literally spend it on nothing but black businesses. I think that's even better than just a uh, yeah. Yeah, because I think just just stopping spending, stopping spending, which is okay. But actually, again, to feed into what we can do on a micro and macro level is literally, again, if we weren't already, start pushing our, our supporting our own. I think, yeah, I think to kind of to go back, to, I think Shay put it very be- beautifully in terms of the the generational trauma that comes with slavery, um, oppression, and systemic racism is so deep. And I think we have we had to take some accountability in that. I think it's fair to say in terms of how we could we could we could always support each other better. And this is where I think the conversations are good, even not just amongst of our people from other races, but within our own, actually holding ourselves to account and asking ourselves about what we what we can actually do. Um, which actually brings a nice one to um, Alex. I'll probably start with you, then I got to Shay actually. But Alex, you actually were um, posted something the other day. Other day. Uh, do you mind to tell me about that? About the, the, the offer you put on what you do and. Um, you obviously spoken very eloquently. Oh, yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So, um, I, the idea was, um, what I put out was that anyone who, I, so I'm a project, um, project manager, um, and more specifically, I'm a product manager in tech. Um, and I said, anyone who has an, any ideas or any businesses that are looking to build a, a software project, a product, uh, or a hardware product, um, or any kind of campaign um, that is t- to further the development and uh, betterment of, of black people. Um, I'm willing to be involved in that as much as I can um, without any cost. So whether that's to help write a brief, whether it's help to write a project plan, whether it's help to write a campaign speech or put, put two people t- together for a, a team for a campaign, um, any of those things, I'm, I'm down to get involved in it. It won't cost anything. And that's an offer that is um, ongoing. Yeah, 
no, I think, yeah. And I think, again, he, he, I, I just thought when I saw that, I thought that was dope. I just thought that was dope because in terms of like, literally, the, the, I, I, again, if you've been listening to Alex, um, this podcast, obviously he's, he's in, he, he is exactly as smart as he sounds, if not smarter. Um, and I think you, uh, if this offer will be, um, yeah, listen, I, I think this offer will be very, very, if you take, take, take him up on it, take him up on it. If you want his details, if you've got my details, hit me up and I'll put you guys in contact, uh, definitely. Um, Shay, uh, what, what kind of things have you been doing, you feel like, not to put you on the spot, I mean, like, what have you done for Black Horse shit now? But like, you know, like, honestly, like, what kind of things like, do you feel like you can do on a micro level, even just to, to, to further um, the conversation, keep the conversation going? I'll be honest, I've struggled with this because um, mm. I think doing and this is a personal thing mm. doing good things in the world if if it doesn't like so I've always worked hard to um address inequality and to make sure people are heard and do all of that kind of thing in the cancer networks in all different things and um mm. every, my business is everything I do is focused on empowerment of just whoever it is um, and so at this time in the world and everything we're doing now, and I love it so, so much, but I feel a little bit displaced because everyone's like, yeah, support black businesses, support people who are doing great things in the black community. And I'm like, I'm just we'll do doing good again. in the world. And so, no, I'm just doing good in the world. But I'm, I'm not perceived just to be doing good in the black community specifically. And so I'm like... Yeah, I no, I know. But that's, that's what I'm just... I, I'm just explaining, like, when I see this stuff, I, I that's just how it makes me feel mm. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um but generally i had some i've got some books from the reading agency um my name is leon is what the book is called and mm. i've got like a hundred copies which i was going to be using giving in a goodie bag at one of my other projects curateyourgenius.com um um and um, but i wanted to because the book addresses color it's a novel but because the book addresses colour in the 1980s, it's a little black boy, a little mixed race boy growing up in like, you know, a white environment and, and how he struggles through that and that kind of thing. Um, I decided that I wanted to contribute and ask anyone who wanted a copy to let me know. Um, and so people have been sending me their addresses. I've got packages, if you see down there, I've got so many packages to send out and I've got more to go out where my contribution, at least because I'm a poor person and I work for myself and because COVID, I'm not earning as much money as I usually would or whatever. But my contribution is the postage on all of those. So at each package being nearly two pounds to send these books out and stuff, I've been able to at least give something back because I want to be a part of this narrative. I want to be a part of this story. Mm. It means so much. Um, but, you know, sometimes you're limited in what you can do. And I already do offer services for free and try and... No, you do that anyway. I, I think I, I think you're being very, like, um, as always, you, you don't... You don't brag enough. Um, basically, too humble. Um, you do you do quite enough to support businesses that you, you supported my business. You obviously are black author yourself. Um, I mean, I am not, black and I am an author. Yes, I know. I, I knew. <laughs> I guess I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> my, my book is for everyone. Sunny days. Yeah, I know. But like, literally, but, um, who's, what, the, the sun is full of, full of vitamin D. But, which but is you know what? Though, right? No, in you all seriousness. So, like, and this is what's so interesting for me, and this is why mm. I'm 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 not as quick to um kind of discount anything 
outside of our own narrative at the moment. And I know, again, I, I, just as a disclaimer at the end of the show, I want people to know I have so much more to say in all of these things. So please don't hear something I say in a vacuum and be like, that's what Shay thinks. If we had more time, if this was a bigger open forum, I would be able to quantify and, and justify and speak more and you would understand more about who I am and why I say the things I say. So please don't be offended anybody. Um, it's just a tiny, tiny, tiny snapshot of who I am or what I think and what mm. I feel. Um, but yeah, like my, some of my biggest, um, some of my biggest champions and some of my biggest, what's the word I'm looking for? Opportunities okay. with regards to like sunny days and stuff have come from the BBC or have come from places that you wouldn't expect where I've, I, I've, it, I've struggled to get people who are, who look like me or who have the same views as me to put me on so i i, I think i just that's why i i'm not i'm not justifying anything or anyone or saying well they can't be all bad then no that's absolutely not what i'm saying in fact and it's absolutely institutionally racist still and everything i just um want to point that out <laughs> let me come back to, no, no, let me come oh, alex let me ask you a question um, i'm just gonna say um although um she said that she doesn't want anyone to be offended by what she says i don't care like i would like to counter that and I would say that I'm entirely entitled to be um, offended by anything I say. <laughs> and, and, I'm and I'm completely okay with it as well. Um, and, and in terms with, and in terms of the, um, I guess. I love that about you, Alex, by the way. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're offending me, it's different, but no. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't, intend, I don't intend to offend anyone. But um, I'll. What what needs to be said, it needs to be said. And if you're offended by it, then I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, no, go for it. Look, finish your point. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna say about about being put on. Um, like I. So my, my opinion on that on that I don't I don't know what time we have, but I, my opinion on that. No, go on, talk, man, talk. Okay. I don't. It's, I don't want to come across. Uh, no, I, I know exactly what you're going to say, and I actually have the exact same thought. But go and I, say it so everyone I, else knows. <laughs> I put me on, and I don't expect I don't have expectation of anyone putting me on. I don't think it's necessarily fair for to expect black people to put me on because I'm black. Um, mm. So I, but I put myself on, um, and then I put myself in a position where I now make the decision where I want to put on other black people that's that's me personally I'm not saying that you're wrong for no no I, I don't can I jump in because I don't want you to say because because you said I'm not saying you're wrong means that you didn't you 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 didn't quite get what I was saying then. and I know exactly what your response is and actually your response is perfect because it's what people will think I mean and that's actually not I don't have an expectation of anyone to put me on I've also written press releases and tried to approach I make sure I do good work so that people don't have to be like oh do I put her on just because she's black so no I'm 100% with you I don't want anyone to come to yeah, me mer meritocracy yeah, is, is am I not that person, D? Like, just yeah, for no, your backup, right. like, I, I absolutely expect nothing of anyone, and actually, you work hard despite and in spite of. So, no, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually just a, an acknowledgement of the fact that with sometimes with the work, and sometimes you reach out to, um, 
to the places you would in other places so write a press release send it here or do whatever and it's it's not received in the same way because it's not um you know for whatever reason so it's much more that it's just my lived experience i definitely don't think that you should expect it i definitely one of the things i do is definitely make a space for um something i didn't have when i was coming up and building business and whatever i make that for other people so no i i 100 actually agree with you and this is why i gave the kind of disclaimer before i am so much more than what you're hearing on this podcast so i that, that's why i said to people i don't want them to think oh shay wants to be shay wants us all to give her pity or sympathy or whatever it is because that's a hundred percent i i'm completely the opposite to that so no thank you for that clarification because i i'm glad i got to then respond to it okay no worries. yeah um i guess i guess in terms of what i've done so basically i've been fortunate to start we started off a a group um of black professionals on whatsapp um where at the moment well we, we work together where we work um um sorry i didn't start up a group sorry i'm part of a group this group was started up by somebody else um um we ultimately um and i think not only that i think we provide each other support um in the workplace but also i think this exchange and ideas about what we can do and i think is there's a lot of things being banded about in terms of what we can do in terms of again probably just supporting black businesses doing certain things and obviously the work we do ultimately on a daily basis to honestly this is a, is ultimately we work with young young black people um about give, obviously giving them in um helping with the interventions whether they be in the criminal justice system or on, on the cusp of that supporting them other ways so you know ultimately it's kind of um what we do on a daily basis um, amongst us so it's just about furtherment of that and also i've got a couple of ideas of projects stuff i want to do but this isn't necessarily about oh what you're doing what you're doing what you're doing even on, I, i'll take it back from that because even in a simple way i think go back to the beginning all this question we had i have had some very constructive conversations with people with non-black people i'm just like um um white white like for example some white people um literally who have responded to posts didn't know about things so for example put stuff like the, the tulsa the tulsa massacre um stop having conversations about that talking about how perceptions might be affecting me looking you, you said about making yourself small gave an example dj ace the past week or one extra had a white uh white caller woman called kaylee salute to her who came and asked like why am i i don't understand sometimes i'm just inherently afraid of big black men um that, that scares me or, or, or black men in general to be honest and had the conversation he talked about um how sometimes he has felt getting into an elevator or seeing a white person and knowing like you know what i have to act a certain way um in terms of i don't want to make her feel comfortable that unconscious bias and we have to kind of like mold ourselves situation to acclimatize so i've shared a lot of the experiences some people aren't even aware of that and, and they've, they've sat down had conversation with their partners and be like oh we didn't even think about that so even on that level that's why i'm to a certain degree i'm willing to have the conversation with those people who have like who are open to it um and also willing to argue with those who want um but um but literally um i think i, I just i just think this is a conversation that needs to keep going like it, I, I i i think it's necessary it's uncomfortable I don't really care for any for white fragility. If if it makes you feel uncomfortable, ultimately you're part of the problem. Um, and if you don't, and I've seen I've seen a lot of the reactions, even the other day, where I think one thing that worries upsets me is I think is that whilst I see a lot of unity and positivity, I also see a lot of hate and um, the, the, um, division popped up. And I went to bed last night, but the worst thing I saw was I went to bed. Tommy Robinson. I don't know if you heard about it, Alex. Tommy Robinson's come on, come on. Um, really upset about Churchill's um, statue. Um, saying about the police standing idly by and he's going to go down there next weekend with 
a couple of his or his, his followers were like EDL or National Front or whatever um, to go down there and keep the peace in inverted commas. Um, so I, I worry about that because I again think it, it takes away from the message, but also just pisses me off that this is this is the response. But you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not even surprised. Um, so I guess before we close off, I guess um, I, I think a lot of uh, uh, one of the things that has caught me. Um, in my experience, is that a lot of people think we're jumping on this American bandwagon and are still of the idea, even if Alex discussed Bristol, even if we talked the UK infrastructure about the wind restoration, even discussed all those things, some people think that. Even Matt Hancock said the other day in his interview with, with um, I've got a name, woman's name from Sky News, um, we don't think there's as much of a problem in the UK in terms of diversity and or, and, or black people. Um, when he asked them to name the members of the cabinet in, in, in that, that were black, he, he used to try to use Asian examples and she specifically said, no, black people, and he couldn't do that. So I guess before we round off, uh, I think I'll probably start off with, with you, Alex. Um, do you have any particular, any, any, any anecdotes or any um, situations of racism that, that really resonate with you that, that you've experienced in your life going forward that you care to share? Or Shay, if I put Alex on the spot a little bit there. Mm. Does that have to be deep? Does it have to be that deep? You're just literally going to be because of the snapshot. No, I mean, I think, I think, um, like what happened yesterday was probably the most poignant thing I, could, I can point to at the moment. Like, mm. it was, I put my opinion about what happened up with, um, with the, the statue. Um, then someone came back and said, Well, uh, do you agree with what happened to the Churchill statue as well? I said, Absolutely. Um, I, 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 more of it needs to happen. Um, and it, there was a few back and forth before it went back to, well, if you don't like it here, you can go back to your roots. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. It didn't take it didn't take much for it to get back there, and I feel feel like that is that's exactly what we've been saying this whole time. And that I had there were uh, like some white friends of mine who saw that and they were shocked, and I was like, "You're shocked," but I mean, I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I remember, I remember this. I was six years old, oh, five years old, playing under sixes football. Um, in an area near Watford, and I, and I had an argument with one of my friends, one of my teammates, like we were training. Um, mm. He looked at me and goes, "Packy," and at the time, wow, wow. I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't know what it, I didn't know what that meant. I was, I'd never heard that word before. So when I got in the car, I asked my dad what it was, and I all remember was my dad was like, "You're not going back there again." But like even that, so like that for me is like the go-to that I experienced then back in what I was back in the early nineties, mm. and I'm hearing that it's, it's the same thing now, and like. I just feel like you're fighting a losing battle and maybe yeah. if you're trying to change that kind of mentality in people, you're not going to change those people. Mm. Um, and if, even if you do, what benefit is it to you? Like this, this, the same kid who said it then and the guy who spoke to me yesterday, like their lives do not impact mine in, in any way. Um, and in fact, unless they were to be in powers of, of places of, of authority, they're not going to affect the lives of a majority of people either. There's bigger and better things to be dealing with than, and I, and I actually, in, in saying all of that, I, I would say that that level of racism, I prefer. Like, I prefer you say that to me, to say, well, if you don't like it in my country, get out. I'd rather you say that to me than say, um, I understand that you guys are upset, but we have COVID right now, so maybe you can social distance. Like, whatever you say, whatever you're gonna say, please say it with your chest and say it like you mean it. And don't go talk to me about social distancing and 
um, maybe there's better ways of doing things. I'd rather you say it with your chest than keep. And that's that's for me. Is no, no, I, I like my my racism nice and flagrant. I love I love it. I, I that's how I prefer my racism. Keep it flagrant. Uh, do you know what? Do you know? Have you seen? Have you guys seen the clip of the guy that does that goes into the middle of a Black Lives Matter campaign in blackface? Have you seen that, Alex? Yeah. He did what? He goes in a slap bang in the middle of a campaign. There's a thing in America. Oh, it's Toronto. It's, it's yes, Toronto. that's it. And, and he's in blackface. Yeah, I saw that. Right. And, it, and the thing is, and he, he wanted someone to bust his clout in it. Like, he wanted someone to do in it, yeah. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Sorry, I like my racism flagrant. I like it. Well, like I'm going to give you... I'm going to just go against the flow again, as always, Shane. Um, and my... Ex- I want to highlight some... Uh, uh, an incident of covert um racism and how it can manifest because i think people's understanding of racism is go back to your country or is oh no don't go play with with that little boy because his skin's dirty like their skin's dirty it doesn't wash off those things we all understand but um and i've had a lot of experiences of covert racism and medium racism medium rare and whatnot medium rare racism (laughs) (laughs) kind of this kind of um the way i feel that I want to highlight in response to your question um, is is much more about being quietened and being oppressed. So I was asked to go and do a cancer photo shoot for the Mirror newspaper because of my cancer. Now, before I went, they knew I was a brown girl, brown skin girl. Um, mm. When I got there, they knew I was a brown girl. After they left, I knew I was a brown girl, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and I went into, and I, I, what I've been hearing a lot of these stories from celebrities and from all sorts of people lately, I went into the place, there was makeup artists, there was wardrobe, there was lights, it was in a studio, it was amazing. And I was the only person of colour there. And she started doing my makeup and he started doing my hair. And you know what? To his credit, he he knew what to do with my hair, which was quite nice. Um, but the girl who started doing my makeup, and it was meant to actually promo boots and that they they look good, feel better type thing after cancer, we've got the makeup mm. for you. Mm. And they had nothing in my shade, nothing in my colour. Everything they put on me made me look made me look really great. And so I needed to I, I felt I needed to speak up and I was like, actually. I don't feel comfortable in this, blah, blah, blah. And that was my speaking up in an uh, uncomfortable situation where I, you know, I was feeling I should be blessed or should be grateful. But I spoke up and in the end, I was like, you know what, I've got some makeup with me. I've got some colours. And they went and they used my own stuff that I bought with me, stuff that I didn't even, stuff that's always just in my bag, whatever my, Mm. you know. But the bit where it was, it can fit into the racism was, don't i was asked to not tell anyone that it had been my makeup that was used i was asked to perpetuate the lie that they were prepared for someone of my (laughs) skin tone and to allow people in the world to believe that boots were the one who had the range that fitted what i needed does that make sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that made me feel kind of really really bad about it and not only that when the piece did come out they didn't even get my cancer right they just like because the other two women who were white women had breast cancer it was just like these three breast cancer survivors i was like my cancer wasn't even breast cancer Mm. and so i think there is there are we go through so many times in our life on a daily basis 
where mm. our race is used against us in ways that people don't even realize they're doing it and we're being silenced and I feel like I went home and I felt bad about it I didn't buy the newspaper I didn't promote it whereas actually now I think I would do something completely different but it's just a, an example of I want people to start thinking about the ways in which you may well have been disenfranchised and you didn't even know it so yeah, yeah. no no that no that's a very very important story um no that's well I'm a, should, 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 we, should we ban boots? Should we not? Should we like, like boycott boots? I mean, I don't go there anyway, so it'd be quite easy to be fair. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. Um, I guess I think what I'll end it here is, um, is a story similar to Alex because, like, it's interesting because, like, having been sick forever, people rarely come up to me and flagrantly say anything, um, like, in that, in that regard, um, like, not on the street or anything like that. But it's the subtle ones. It's the subtle movements when you're moving about. When it's, yeah. So I'll give you an example. I went to, I mean, this was in Spain, but it's, it's, this, this, this could happen so many times. This is Spain. Like, I, I'm just going to put it out there. When I go on holiday, I, I, I live my best life in it, yeah? But I don't know if you've ever been to uh, Spain or Barcelona or sometimes to a certain degree, Italy. Black people in those countries are either, the person I was with was considered a prostitute because she was black. Like, black people have a prostitute's or on their perception, or or thieves, or selling the st- or street traders. So I remember when I got onto public transport. Now um, I was on a train. Um, sat, obviously, we were there before. A woman sat next to, sat next to me, and so she's on the left hand side. Her handbag is <laughs> in my direction. She looks at me, so I'm like smile at her. She then shifts her handbag and edges away. Right. So I can't lie. I start laughing. Then I just laugh. I was laughing at her face. So then I then see how she gets up. Um, eventually, when she had the chance, she couldn't wait and I couldn't get quick enough. By the way, I smelled fresh anyone, so no one tried to say I, I wouldn't wash. Uh, she gets up, then moves, and then um, someone, I was watching this in person, another man, another white guy, so goes to sit next to her, and his hand, and her handbag was in his direction, so basically to, to, to a point where he could have, if he wanted to, grabbed it. And she sat there comfortably relaxed and chilled, and I thought, even subconsciously, it's just like you think just because if you're because I'm like you're gonna think I'm gonna steal your steal your purse, steal your handbag, etc. etc. And I just thought that was ironic. And this goes on to the many examples of when I've been walking the street, people across the road, or if I have a hoodie up, I am getting stops and searches like that have happened uh, because I'm happy to be driving at one time of night. Um, or I've had to stop. I'm gonna to get to all of that. This is just one of many examples of that. Um, but ultimately. Whatever it is, whether it be individualistic experiences, whether it be subtle experiences, whether it be covert experiences, um, and ultimately um, all evidence of systemic and institutional oppression, enough is enough. Right? And Black Lives Matter. So on that note, I'm going to thank you guys for coming on and discussing this with me. And um, yeah, I'm going to take medication. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.